0: It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now. now. Here's Mike Adams 2.0. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And I have to tell everybody, on my way here to the studio today, I listened to Usher. Some of you refer to him as Usher Raymond, and some of you prefer to him as one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Now, of all time? Can we put him in that category, Micah, of being one of the greatest entertainers of all time? Is he there yet, or is this something where 20 years ago I said, LeBron's going to be the best player ever, and a lot of people said, how can you say that? Are we there with Usher as far as
1: entertainment? You should have warned me and you should have told me, Micah, is your voice warm? Is your voice ready? Can you do some impersonations for us? Because like right off the top, I I, I wish I had the throat strength right now to get some little John to go, yeah, yeah. I can't hit the high notes, see? Because, you know, or the the smoothness of Usher to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I mean, he was a guy that all the way back before I was a teenager, I can remember, he made you wanna. So this is a guy that's already been topping the charts, doing it around the world. And when I think about the longevity, and now you're hitting that pinnacle of a big game performance, taking over the halftime show in such an eclectic collection of music that we're wondering, what hits is he going to bring it with? I'd say, how could you deny somebody that's three decades strong? And boy, I'm feeling old when I say that. But yes, he is an icon. Usher, halftime entertainment
0: at the big game tomorrow. Now, Mike, I like the way you incorporated Little John, which I thought if you karaoke Little John at any establishment might be tough. And you do have to have strong vocal cords. If you're impersonating Little John, you didn't throw any ludicrous in there. And you're talking about his hit song, Yeah. And then DJ got us fallen in love, Micah. That's the one with Pitbull. You just came back from Miami. Does Pitbull still have it in Miami? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know. You, you know who I'm talking about. There's a certain rabbit. I, I think he's a, a bad bunny, and he's kind of taken over that genre. There's still going to only be one guy that put it on like that for the 305, but as a genre, musically, there is a new guy that leads the Latin market.
0: Micah, you reminded me, not Usher. You reminded me, okay? And I'm sure Usher sings that song at the big game, You Remind Me. But you reminded me of, Micah, Miami, and how you had to go from Hollywood, Florida, to Tampa, Florida, from Tampa, Florida, to Miami, Florida. You were all over the 305.
1: I was all over Florida. Got to take my mom on a drive through Gator Alley. Yes, they have a place called Gator Alley. That's how you get from Tampa to Miami. And I got to go see history made. La Cruces' own. Austin, no doubt, Trout, the first ever crossover world champion. The boxing belts, we've seen them. We've seen the prestige in the garden. And then he went all the way to the Hard Rock Live and picked up another gold belt, attaining that vacant welterweight championship and being the first man to To hand Luis Palomino, a loss and bare knuckle fighting, knocking him from that number one pound-for-pound distinction. Rumors are a rematch could be on tap. Rumors say that could be heading to the land of enchantment. Austin would love to have it in Cruces at home. Heck, maybe even taking this one. The first one was that one sixty-five. We used to have Palomino running the 155 division. That belt's vacant. Maybe we got a two-division crossover champion.
0: Micah, you don't have to call me, okay? I know Usher's going to sing that song at the big game, and he did it his way. My way, it has to be sung during this halftime show. Now, I'm understanding, Micah. Shout out Austin Trout, congratulations. But I'm understanding... That Usher may get two more minutes. This is two more minutes than Dr. Dre. Two more minutes than when Beyonce did it. Two more minutes than when Lady Gaga did it. That tells me right there, the scope of work, Micah, that he has to be in the discussion
1: of the greatest of all time entertainer. Did you say a goat? I know that we're going to get to see the goat. Well, well, maybe right now he's only the baby goat. I guess you're getting all the way to 15 right away because it's Patrick Mahomes' time to shine. I mean, this is the guy that has taken the Kansas City least, and I mean that is the receiving core he's had this year and turned them into this gems that you found in this treasure chest. We thought they were about to be buried like a sunken ship from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but instead they've rose to this pinnacle there on top of the mountain and roaring like we thought the Lions were about to be without any knee biting, this is the time where you see Patrick Mahomes become an usher, a Tom Brady, a goat of the sense.
0: Here's the thing, Micah. They're calling the Chiefs a dynasty if they win this, which I I totally agree with. But at the same time, I think it's hard to go against Mahomes, but I honestly think with all the talent the San Francisco 49ers have, With everybody in that lineup, Micah, if the San Francisco 49ers lose, I'll be amazed. I know everybody's riding the Chiefs' coattails on this. They went up and beat Josh Allen in Buffalo. They beat Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. They beat Tua Tagovailoa, right? Now, it's Purdy. And not just this, Micah. I want you to think about something. Everybody talks about McCaffrey. Everybody talks about Purdy, Boza, right? But the guy that's least talked about is Debo Samuel. Now, Debo, three years ago, Micah, to me, was the most talented player in the NFL outside of Lamar Jackson. That's how good
1: Debo Samuel is. Sal, behind the glass, Uh, I think we need to find the guys that put the missing people's posters on the milk cart, and we got to get them on the phone because all of a sudden— Mike Adams is missing. Mike Adams is gone. We've lost Mike Adams. I don't know the guy standing in front of me. We have an imposter here. Because for as long as I've been here, as long as I've been across from Mike Adams, every time the playoffs come around, every time the playoffs come around, this man's telling me, Micah, only one thing matters. Who's under center? Who's under center? You cannot Go against Tom Brady. Tom Brady as the GOAT. We have had that for years. That is the path that we have taken through the forest to get to the promised land of the big game. Now, all of a sudden, you remove that man, and this league has been dominated by 15. Patrick Mahomes has done that. So this has been a steadfast and grinded into me. I mean, if you're thinking about making your own pastries for Super Bowl halftime entertainment. I've been needed into thinking that the quarterback, that Tom Brady, make it or break it, I don't care who is catching the ball, who is on the other side. They're not beating that man in the big game. Well, that man has transformed his body into a younger, more athletic version of him that's more dynamic, and this man has that same aura, that same sense. We thought we'd never see what Tom Brady did again, and Patrick Mahomes is being able to be that successful this quickly. I'm not saying that he's going to be the GOAT, but calling him Baby Goat feels pretty adequate at this time, so to tell me, where did Mike Adams go that the quarterback, that Patrick Mahomes, that flat out having the best player in the most important position doesn't have you telling me it doesn't matter and that guy's going to win. That's what you've told me for so many years. Why has it changed?
0: I'll tell you why, Micah. And I want to know something. Something stood out to me in that entire, entire speech. It was, I want to know who cooks pastries for the big game. That's what I want to know. I want to know who on their list of food, of nachos and hot dogs and chips and soda pops, who's bringing
1: pastries? See, you just needed me into the dough for the guy that goes that extra mile and has the pizza oven at home. You made me dough. You needed me that far that I couldn't just say dough. I said pastry. Now, let me ask you this, Micah. Number 15 is Mahomes.
0: Number 15 is the Joker. Right? Joker. And Jokic, they may win again. If the Nuggets win again and he's wearing 15, Mahomes wins again and he's wearing 15, does 15 become the most popular number in sports? For a long time, it was 12 and 88. For a long time, 12 and 88 dominated the market. Does the new number become 15? That's the question.
1: I think the new number becomes 15. I, I think you're on to something there. It's now crossing sports because, let's be honest, you left the number out there, 23. And that's been a number that's been dominated from basketball because we think about Jordan's career and then how many times LeBron has also donned that number. That's been one of the hottest selling jerseys for, well, the last 30, 40 years that you've seen a 23 being printed off like crazy. But I don't think that we've really had this cross cross-section, where you were really able to hit the nail on the head that you have a 15 and a 15. Imagine the cover we can get on the ESPN magazine with that power number, and they're both there in the Midwest kind of region. No, I don't think we've seen this kind of numerology symmetry (laughs) before between two different sports where you're seeing the number be so powerful. There's nothing like symmetry and numerology,
0: I think said. Numerology. Yes, I came up with a new one for you. Let's continue. Las Vegas, Nevada, Micah. This will be, I believe, because there's so many fun facts
1: when it comes to this game. Well, I got something for Vegas for you real quick. Go ahead. It's taken a while and it's not just Vegas. It's big game centric. This is more than a game. This is a week. This is an extravaganza. This is a Destination. That's why hosting this week's events is so huge for any city that earns that prestigious right. Now, let's look at how people are taking advantage of it. Also, bravo to TKO, WWE, the kickoff to WrestleMania. Where? Yesterday at the T Mobile Arena. Why in Las Vegas? Let me tell you, people, WrestleMania, not in Las Vegas this year. Why kick it off there? Because who in the media world? And who in the sports world does not have their eyes? Plus, Usher, the entertainment world on Las Vegas this week. TKO with the massive announcement. I think this week, I think on Sunday, I think that's when Dana White finally announces the UFC 300 main event. Because this is the week, this is the event that the world is watching. And I think other entities are starting to take advantage of that.
0: Let me take you back to Las Vegas, Mike. I was trying to give you a fun fact.
1: Make it fun. Fun
0: fact is this, that they say this will be one of the lowest attended games because of the seating capacity of Raider Stadium.
1: Really? Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought that was an interesting fact. I had not heard that, but that is quite interesting. Thinking about one of the newer stadiums, you, you figured up the capacity. You would mm-hmm. think there would be more seats, but apparently there's not.
0: Number two, Micah. Big Mike fan of the show. Right, Big Mike been a fan of this show forever. He showed you. Remember when he got the tattoo of the Alsip's burrito on his on his calf?
1: We will call Mike a Uh, hardcore fan. We were downtown, remember?
0: And I, this guy had a chimichanga tattooed on his calf. He loves New Mexico. And for those of you who've had the chimichanga, I could see why. Now there's a there's a big game food, Micah. There's a big game. Whoever brings chimichangas from Alsips. To the party? I mean, they're getting in pretty. They might have a good seat at the party.
1: Do you just walk in and grab all the ones that are ready? Did you call ahead and say, we're going to need to cater to this the all-subs way? Do you give them a forewarning and say, I'm coming in for the big game and I'm taking the
0: haul? Here's the thing. Going back to Big Mike, he he sent me a picture. He's down there in Vegas, and he sent me a picture of him and Bill Coward. They were hanging out. You right? know, I
1: told I was going to get that picture, Mike, and you still haven't sent it my way. I,
0: I'm supposed to. You're right. And here's the thing. Now now you have me on chimichangas. And I need to ask Sal behind the glass. If someone showed up with 12 chimichangas to the party, I mean, do you give up the recliner? Like, Sal behind the glass said yes. And, And here's the thing, Michael. Do you give up the recliner and say, you know what? I want you to sit here while you dig in with the chimichangas. I mean, I need to know where your seat placement is. For the big game, if everybody's coming
1: to the house, if someone has a dozen chimichangas. I almost feel like if they show up with a dozen chimichangas, the first question on the seat placement is, how many did you have on the way over? Because <laughs> they might just get the pick of the litter of the one closest to the bathroom. I don't know. But you said Bill Cower photo, and that actually made me think of my youth, Mike. First big game that I watched, Steelers, Cowboys, and remembering back in the day watching football movies when I grew up. Somehow when they hit that sideline and you saw the glistening image of Jimmy Johnson, all the charisma and the smilingness, and then you went to the other side and you kind of saw the scowl and the sternness of Bill Cowher. To me, growing up watching movies, Bill Cowher is what I thought a football coach looked like. Here's the other thing, Micah,
0: because now you have me going... Going back to Big Mike. They're M- all Chimichanga now, Mike. No, no, because not only did Big Mike have the tattoo of the Chimichanga from Allsup's, he also had the burger guy tattooed on him as well. You you know the you know the Lotta burger? The Lotta Burger. Yeah, with the when he was on stilts. So now the question becomes, Micah, if someone shows up to the
1: party with twelve Lotta burgers. That's more I, wondering, like, what happens if somebody shows up with a tattoo of the old lumberjack guy that stood on the building <laughs> on Manal? What about the giant heart that, or the giant arrow that used to be on Louisiana and Lomas? I need to know who else has famous New Mexico tattoos on their body. Hey, Forget the chimichangas. And here's the other
0: thing, Micah. Here's the other thing. What are those foods that you're going to look for, right? I'm still... I'm still excited about Usher at halftime, but but now you've you've shifted the conversation, and upon shifting, right, I'm starting to think now, what are those other foods that if they show up and it's unexpected outside of your potato chips, some hot dogs or pizza, whatever else you're eating, if someone rings that doorbell with with that one something that gives up. Your seat in your house. The question is, what is it? If you go to Mike Adams 2.0, please leave it there.
1: But what is it, Micah? You know what I've been seeing lately trending on the social media, Mike, that we might need to dive into? It's the smoked queso. It's putting the queso in the smoker and letting it get all that woody, smoky flavor as you let the cheeses melt together. We're taking it to the next level. Not just smoking the meat, but we're going to smoke the queso. Here's the thing, Micah.
0: So you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, and I don't want to misinterpret anything you've said, but if you're having a good bourbon and you have a smoker, you go ahead and put the bourbon in
1: first, the queso in next? Is this what you're telling me? No, 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 no. We're not smoking bourbon. I think that goes nice on the wood. You should already have your wood smoked bourbon. Keep the bourbon in the glass, maybe on the rocks. But what you need is your tin foil aluminum container, and you put all your great queso ingredients in there. Your your different kinds of Velveeta, possibly some jalapeno jack. Throw a little bit of cream cheese. Your vegetables mm. in there. Your seasonings. You put that in the smoker, and instead of having it in the crock pot, you put it in the smoker and let that smoky woody flavor also. Incorporate. I'm
0: going to tell you what this this, Micah. This conversation, we went chimichangas, we went lotter burgers, but if anybody shows up unexpected, and they ring the doorbell and they have a couple of not one, but a couple of green chili dips, that could I I could give up my seat for that.
1: Kremlin hey, green chili dip has to be on the list, Micah. I'm telling you, bacon-wrapped, jalapenos, and depends what you stuff them with, how good the seed is going to end up being.
0: I, I don't, Micah, if someone shows up unexpectedly with with carne asada tacos,
1: I'm going to get, that, that's going to, I'm okay with that. How much guacamole do they need to bring? What if it's just the guacamole? Maybe some fresh pico de gallo. Oh. Like, like, like what if we're just bringing the accoutrements? I'm showing up with the sauces and the sides.
0: I'm I'm going to need to show up with the th- thesaurus because Mike has used more big words today than I've ever heard in my life. But you're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0. Yes, it's Saturday and tomorrow's the big game, but we're I'm I'm telling you, I've been listening to Usher for the last 14 days. And Cell Behind the Glass knows how to make it just right on ESPN Radio 101.7 the team. The show's Mike Adams 2.0. The big game's tomorrow. And Micah, this are you starting to feel like you want to watch this game today on Saturday?
1: I, I think I can wait with the anticipation. I mean, you talked about breakdancing earlier. I'm more excited for that. I want to see Mike Adams busting a move. But, but yeah, Chiefs Niners come second to that. Let me tell you something for those breakdancers out
0: there. Big shout out to you. And I remember you. I, I, and you know what? I want to do a whole show about the Albuquerque break scene. So
1: if you're breakdancing still, is breakdancing still popular? It is, right? They still got it. Red Bull still has the breakdancing, what is it, Invitational, I believe they put on in Not Paris. Not the
0: Invitational. Invitational.
1: Come on. Come on now.
0: Big it's, time. It, it, By which, Red Bull. Oh, my
1: gosh. The Breakdance
0: Invitational. I want to know how you qualify. And I need to know if you need to win the regional before you can get to the national. And the national before you get to the international, as Micah just said.
1: I don't know about the break dancing, but I do got some bare-knuckle breaking news if you wanted it. Yeah, give us the breakdown. So we got the news when they were out here two weeks ago. I was gone, guys. Not sure if you did here. But returning, BKFC, back at Tingley, BKFC 59. That's going to be March 29th. John Dotson, main event, defending his flyweight title. And the opponent is going to be uh, D- D- berto. Aguro, who is 15-2 as a professional boxer, 1-0 in bare knuckle. Donald Sanchez, right off of his 35-second knockout victory in the main event of the Prospect Series, is tabbed as the co-main event. He's going to be taking on Dallas Dawson. And it also looks like Wilfredo Santiago Jr. versus James Dennis. All those those last two becoming official like a couple minutes ago.
0: Curtis Blow once said, these are the breaks. And Micah just gave you the breakdown of BKFC. Shout out Austin Trout. Shout out to the magician. Shout out to Donald Sanchez. And
1: it's all going to happen on what day, Micah? We got them all back here. BKFC 59, Tingly Coliseum, March 29th. There's already been 59 bare knuckle fights. That's fast. Even more, actually. We were counting it with the guys that have been there since the beginning and there's probably 12 shows that weren't numbered we've had a couple fight nights they've had a couple shows that were called total line probably somewhere close to BKFC 80 already Micah this Sal's doing us
0: a service today okay you're getting to hear the instrumental
1: of your favorite song Micah You know, if you threw him my way, I I wouldn't hate it. You know, Mike got me wanting to feel that.
0: I saw you, Dad. For those of you who know Micah Frankel, the guy's moving his shoulders in the studio. And I'm wondering, wait a minute, Micah. I've known you how long? 14 years? And this is the most dancing I've seen you do in the studio?
1: We're going to have to start recording here, Mike, in a second. You guys got to see how he's actually spinning in the chair in between these takes. (laughs) Micah Frankel,
0: we're almost ready for Factor Fiction, Micah. And I know you have the big game edition, right? You have the big game edition of Factor Fiction that's going to be coming up here shortly. Do you have the big game edition?
1: We've got a lot of big topics to cover. It's been a while since we've thrown the Factor Fiction out at you. All right, let's do it right now, Micah. Factor Fiction. Mahomes is
0: on pace to become the GOAT. Yes, fact, absolutely. I've never seen any. Thing like this Micah and I'll give you an example there was one play where it looked like he was tackled and it almost looked like he was doing a backstand with with, <laughs> with the football pirouetted out and, and got the first down and I'm thinking to myself what did I just witness like Lamar Jackson I watch him because he's phenomenal and when Mahomes did that I said wow
1: Mahomes has hit a level where he is just dragging the team to victories. These aren't gaudy numbers. He hasn't even won over 260 yards in, like, the last five weeks. But he's making the plays when they count, and you just have a feeling that he is going to get them to victory, a la
0: Tom Brady. The Baltimore Ravens sacked him one time, Micah, and he hadn't been sacked in, like, 112 snaps. Something ridiculous. Like, Baltimore, it had been, like,
1: almost five games Since he'd been sacked. Baltimore was the leading team in sacks in the NFL this past season, and they only got to him once. They were hitting guys five, six times per game. It's not like the offensive line is that dynamic for Kansas City. This is all this Mahomes magic and he has this pocket presence that is unparalleled for when to get rid of the ball. Fact or fiction, and this is the best Kansas City Chiefs defense Patrick Mahomes has ever had.
0: I'm going to say fact, Micah. They played big-time football against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, here's the thing. If the guy doesn't fumble, Flowers doesn't fumble in the end zone, and there was a couple more times they could have scored. Baltimore wins. But that
1: defense was giving Lamar Jackson fits. You agree? They were giving them fits. I think that the Ravens shot themselves in the foot. I don't know what made them so determined to continue with the pass. The game was within reach. It wasn't like the Chiefs were running up the score. You had the ability to continue to run the ball that had been successful for you all year. That is something that the Chiefs have still struggled with that could come up in this game. But the Ravens just outthought themselves, relying too much on we're going to. Prove in this game that Lamar Jackson is as good as Patrick Mahomes instead of just outthinking him.
0: Yeah. And here's the other thing, Micah it, Travis Kelsey, everybody talks about um, is he going to be the greatest of all time tight end? I mean, do you put him in the category of Gronkowski now?
1: He's getting close. He's probably the second name that rattles off your tongue. I still think that what Gronkowski has done and what him and Brady accomplished, it still precedes Kelsey, but he's getting very fast. and all He's getting very close. But also, this is kind of a decline of Travis Kelsey. We've seen a resurgence of him throughout this postseason, but he was dragging himself through the regular season to where we thought Mahomes had no weapons. Now he's proved to have Rice step up And Kelsey, but I I think two is going to be where we top out for Travis Kelsey. Still not bad to be the second greatest all-time. Continue, Micah. Where do you have Shannon Sharp in that list, I want to ask? Top five. Top five, okay. He's always been one of the tight ends. That was one of the first tight ends I acknowledge. Tony Gonzalez never got to that big game, but he was a great one. Is the big game, fact or fiction, going to be too big of a moment for Brock Purdy? I'm going to say fiction.
0: I think we're going to see an unbelievable Brock Purdy probably put up numbers that are going to be elite. I think he's been waiting for this big moment, Micah. I want you to think about something. Any quarterback who gets an opportunity and you start to shine, right? I go back to Jim Plunkett. Go back to Jim Plunkett, Raiders, number one pick, went to Stanford, won the Heisman, didn't have a great NFL career. Boom, he gets to the Raiders. Pastorini goes down. Plunkett steps up and wins two Super Bowls. So they wait for these moments, right? They wait for the moment. And I know he wasn't the number one pick or the Heisman Trophy winner,
1: but this is his moment. Brock Purdy had 11 interceptions this season, and if you look at Pro Football Index, he was second in interceptions that were dropped. So there was about... Eight more that could have been tacked on there. 19 interceptions, won a game. A giveaway in the big game can be costly. I think this moment is going to end up being a little bit too big for Brock Purdy, especially against Patrick McCombs, because we've seen how he makes other offenses react. I'm excited. So, so hopefully they both show up. Where do you put... Kyle Shanahan if he's able to win this Super Bowl. No one has ever done this as a family. Father and son coaches winning the Super Bowl. How big would that be, Mike?
0: No, it's, it's gigantic, Micah.
1: And he's
0: done a fantastic job with the 49ers. And, and you look at what Andy Reid's put together over there in Kansas City. He brought over the former head coach of the Chicago Bears, right? And then he also has his defensive coordinator was a former head coach.
1: Yes, and also a former two-time Super Bowl winner as the Giants defensive coordinator. So
0: when you think about the staff he's put together and you look at how Shanahan kept this cool against the Detroit Lions, where there was times in that game you were like, wait a minute, and yet he kept his cool. And so did Purdy. And that's why, yes, the, the, the ball off the face mask catch, I get it. And whoever questioned Dan Campbell, like... That next day, somebody asked me, does Dan Campbell keep his job? Yes, he keeps his job. I said, why would you ask that? These are the Detroit Lions that had won only three games. And he gets them all the way to the NFC Championship game. M- Micah, those kind of questions are hard to listen to.
1: Fact or fiction, the Chiefs dynasty has four names on it.
0: Yeah, well, I know three. Give me the fourth. Who do you have as the three?
1: I have Mahomes. Okay. I like Kelsey. That. Okay. Andy Reid. Okay. Who's the fourth? Why are you disrespecting Chris Jones? That defense does not exist and does not win. They do not win any Super Bowls if Chris Jones is not the force in the middle that he was terrorizing defense. You remember the first Super Bowl, he was the only only man on the defense that they retained from that team. Chris Jones has got to be on there. So when we talk about dynasty, there are four names that go into this dynasty for the Chiefs. Give me the four names of the Patriots. I don't think you have them. You only have two. Who, Belichick, Belichick and, Brady? and Brady. That's it. You don't put Gronk there? No. He wasn't there for the first Super Bowl. This is the problem with the dynasty. When you say the Bulls were a dynasty, it was Jordan and Pippen were a dynasty. When you look at the Lakers' eras, you can say Kareem and Magic. But there are names that don't get to be part of that if you're not there for the whole thing. Phil Jackson gets to be a part of it. Bill Belichick gets to be a part of it. You don't get to come in halfway through win the last title. Sorry, Kevin Durant. You're not officially a part of the dynasty. You're a world champion, but you're not a official member of the dynasty because you can't come in halfway through when you already have the championship medal and say you were part of it. Maybe you helped elongate it But I feel there's a difference when there's these core members that never change to these interchangeable parts.
0: So you would have to put Duncan, Ginobili,
1: Parker in the dynasty. Exactly, Kawhi's not. He only won one ring out of the five. Duncan's not part of the dynasty. He won one ring out of the five.
0: So you'd put Joe
1: Montana, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, Roger Craig was, and Ronnie Lott, or do you put? Probably Ronnie Law. I, Charles Haley was only there for a couple, a couple of them. So see that—that's the hardship of a dynasty because I want to put as more people there when you directly talk about the Patriots, but only two of those guys got all those rings: Bradshaw, Franco Harris. Now, see, that's the dynasty. When you talk about that steel current in the Steelers and an era of a team where there was no moving, that is a true dynasty where you probably got 30 names if you look up and down that roster, a Raiders roster. When we started seeing this era of teams moving, that's where it kind of changed, but it's also been harder to repeat and create those dynasties since those changes in free agency. Russell, Kuzi, Auerbach, and
0: Havlicek stole the ball. That's the Celtics. That was a dynasty.
1: Mikael Bird Parish. They they ran together for quite a while, having success. Isaiah Dumars Lambeer. Exactly. You have to have those. But that key wasn't cogs a dynasty. Corn. No, that was close. Two out of two. Or wait, was two it out one? of two? Two out of two. You got really close. That third one so would have made it.
0: Yeah, the third one I think puts you in dynasty category, right? Like nothing the third like one, a three
1: beat. The third one gives you that cachet. It's that extra sense of swag. It takes you into another echelon. You're in that champion's room, but then all of a sudden you're on the second floor. You're like, it goes higher from here? Wow. It's more prestigious. Bill Belichick, not a head coach. How does that happen? I'm perplexed. I'll tell you how it happens. Tell me. Because no one is sitting there in the front office Agreeing with their owner to give away their job. Bill Belichick is not a head coach. We all have to understand that. Bill Belichick is an overseer of an entire organization. If you hear how the Patriots people talked about the Patriots organization, OJ Mayo has empowered people to do their jobs. Hey, does this guy handle the press releases? Yeah, he's the press guy. Oh, Bill used to do that. Oh, We need to know what kind of laundry detergent to buy. Well, doesn't the guy that washed the clothes, did it? No, Bill used to tell us. Well, okay, the scout team, when's the scout team going to go out and check out the next college? Bill used to coordinate that. So when you hire Bill Belichick, you got to realize you're firing all these other people in the room, and none of those people were going to agree to fire themselves. You're hiring a new coach, a new GM, a new overseer of every aspect of your organization. And I don't think any team that needed a head coach needed a all of those positions filled, And I don't know if Bill Belichick, after having the control of all those positions, wanted to be a head coach so desperately that he said, you know, after buying the groceries, organizing the restaurant, literally charging everybody rent to rent to rent everything around the restaurant, now I'm fine with just being the head cook. No, no, no. He's still probably going to want to order the the groceries, tell you what the tablecloths look like, and it's not going to work out in most of these situations. Most surprisingly to me, where did Mike Vrabel go, Mike?
0: Here's the thing, Micah. You talked about groceries for like uh, I, I, now. I'm You're going, just hungry. Still. Now I'm going back to the food. Right now I'm wondering who's
1: going to bring what? Continue fact or fiction. Is it a fact, though, that Mike Brable might be the most surprising name that was left without a job of this coaching free agency miss? That's the one that truly stunned me. Yeah, that's a fact, and I'll tell you why, Micah. Here's a winner. Okay, not only—people
0: forget what a great job he did. Why did he lose his job with the Tennessee Titans?
1: Because he over-succeeded with a underutilized roster? I think that they over-excelled for where we thought they were going to finish.
0: I want to know how this man is not still the coach of the Tennessee Titans.
1: Doesn't make sense to me. That one is going to be perplexing, and that is a fact. But here also, one last thing on Bill Belichick. Fact or fiction. He is done as a coach in the NFL. I'm
0: going to say fiction. And, and Micah, as I say fiction to that, I want to remind everybody, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, at Mike Adams 2 put your favorite Usher song and what you're bringing to the table for the big game in that category. But as I say that, Michael, we're going to take a little break here on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Mike Adams 2.0, we'll be right back. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0. It's the big game tomorrow. And Micah Frankel has told me he's going to go with one team and one team only. Well, that you should. I've never seen this big game end in a tie. If this game ends in a tie, this isn't... Like, I guess the question is this, Micah. How many overtime? Like, I wonder if there's a prop bet In Las Vegas that say this game could go one overtime, two overtime, three overtime, and if anybody takes that.
1: There's prop bets for everything. There's like 800 prop bets that you can find. For some reason, heads is minus 120. (laughs) I I don't even know why. They're like heads has been called six out of the last ten. got to go with heads and stay above. Keep your head above the water. Here's the thing, Micah. That's a good advice,
0: right? Now, there's a line... And I've been going through all of them, right? And I don't know, I mean, how many bets are going to be taken? They said like $23 billion worth, something, some incredible number, right? But there's a bet out there that Josh uh, Purdy doesn't throw an interception.
1: You can get that he does throw an interception (laughs) on minus odds, though. I think I'm liking that one. You can bet from the Gatorade color on the bath to the coin toss. Mike, we got a, I think it's a... A bet on under 126 for the National Anthem. Let you guys know, last 15 National Anthems, not an under 126. But there's actually a prop bet. Will it go under 126? Take the over. Take the over, guys. Who's singing? Post Malone? I I heard that there's going to be some pretty stellar vocals, a a female vocalist. Okay. Check that. Give me a fact
0: check on that, Micah. But I want to see who's singing the National Anthem. 126 is the magic number? 126. A minute 26, sell behind the glass. That seems fast. I would think I I need to know the longest rendition, Micah, because I I would need to break the numbers down. Has anybody gone over past
1: 130, 132? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We've been close to two minutes, almost three minutes before, and it's Reba McIntyre. I thought so. I wanted to double-check before I got that wrong. You know, I saw Reba in the pit way back when.
0: And what a concert it was, Micah.
1: Big Reba McIntyre fan. I'm sure you are, Mike. We know the the eclectic range of music that you dive into. We all remember the journey to Mike's Top 100. And
0: here's the other thing. Now that you said that, Micah,
1: for those of you having a
0: party, which I'm going to assure is the majority of you, you know, how cool is it that one of your friends is a DJ and you say, hey, from 12 to 419, when's kickoff? 416, 419? It's always an an odd number, right? It's not kickoff at 420. It's not kickoff at 4. It's like kickoff at 417. Mike, what will the first offensive play be? It'll be a run or a pass. I'm going to say if it's the Chiefs, they're going to pass. And if it's the Niners, they're going to run.
1: All right, see, there's there's a prop bet for you. Which team will score first? Who will win the Super Bowl? Or I mean, who will win the coin toss for the big game? Who will elect to kick or receive? I mean, there's so many different prop bets. You, who will catch the first pass? Who will catch the most passes? How about just who's going to win the game?
0: Now, I know the 49ers are favored right now. I believe it went up to two points.
1: That's a lot of points in this game. Mike, we've got six choices. We've got purple, blue, clear. They're calling it lime just so we get it, get it all across the board, guys. It's lime and then red or orange. Which Gatorade are you taking? I'm going to go lime. Lime has been used in 62% of Super oh Bowls, my it says. Just if you're wondering ahead, your bet. Here's the thing, Mike. I didn't even know that. And I feel good that I now
0: know that. 62% of the time, Lime Gatorade is drink.
1: They actually even have a prop bet you can find that says, will Reba forget or omit any words in the national anthem? No way. No way. See, see, you got to go there, against there that There is one, no way.
0: You're talking about Reba McIntyre. She's not missing any words.
1: All right, you want a prop bet? Will any scoring drive be quicker than the time it takes to sing the national anthem? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. We've got the Chiefs out there. We've got, as you've said, this plethora of weapons. I honestly do see that for the Chiefs to be successful, they need a shorter game. They've got to change it. They've got to run the ball with Pacheco, and they've got to try to make strategic passes down the middle and keep the clock rolling because the Niners are the ones with that short burst explosive play ability.
0: If Bosa or Young can get to Mahomes early... I'm sure everybody in America has said the exact same thing, right? But a Bosa and Mahomes can get to, or not Mahomes, a Bosa and Young can get to Mahomes in the first quarter, Micah.
1: This game, you'll be yawning in the third quarter. You'll be yawning. If Bosa gets to Mahomes, Bosa could steal that MVP trophy. If you were able to hold Mahomes in check because of sacks, the guy that's putting the hits will earn that trophy. Well, here it goes. Here's the big ones for Mike. We have, what will the first song be? How long will the usher set last? What will his first words be? And will Little John make an appearance?
0: Yes to the last one. And I think there's multiple people who come out on stage with them. I do. I think Ludacris shows up. When that song comes on, that's going to be the focal point, right? And, uh, Micah, I say he, what does he get, 15 minutes? Somebody told me he gets two more minutes than anybody else who's done it.
1: What's normal? What's normal? I think 13 13? or 14. I know that a normal halftime is 15. I think they let it go a little long. I'm guessing we get 16 minutes. I'm going to guess that, too. I think that's a solid guess.
0: For those of you wondering at home, is it 13, 14, or 16 minutes? It's a solid guess.
1: Now, do you have a guess why the Lakers, the Bulls, both of our teams disappointed us and didn't make a move this trade deadline? Well, here's the thing with the Lakers.
0: D'Angelo Russell's actually playing good. And with the Bulls, I thought for sure they'd
1: move DeRozan. I thought for sure they'd move Levine. They didn't do it. Levine took himself out of that equation with his clutch decision to have foot surgery. Uh, Andre Drummond looked like. Caruso looked like. You had... DeMar DeRozan. It looked like there was a lot of opportunities to start this rebuilding process, and instead we're both treading water in ninth place right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough business, Micah. It's a, the business is called Rooting for Your Team, and for those of you who rooted for the Raiders, it's been since 1984 for a Super Bowl champion. For those of you who root for the Lakers, uh, we'll get one soon. 2020, I think, was the last one, Micah, or 21, and for the Bulls, you'll never win one again. So for For your Bulls fans, you'll never see another championship, Micah.
1: We have a lot going on in the combat sports world. Also, how impressed were you with Tiafimo Lopez? Hey, don't forget, guys, before Mike answers that, UFC fight night tonight. Joe Pfeiffer looks to make a statement against Jack Hermanson. That's a star in the making. But tell me about what you thought of Tiafimo. Here's the thing,
0: Micah. He retired and said he's never coming back. And guess what? He came back. Now, the question becomes this. Who is the guy for Tiafimo
1: Lopez? Hey, that Keyshawn Davis trash talk back and forth at ringside. That got me If You got to make a pay-per-view somehow. And it looks like those two young men are out to make names for themselves.
0: And I'll tell you what, Lopez is business smart because he's going to make more money now.
1: And he might retire again, Micah can't call it, well i guess you can't call it a comeback it, it, we'll we'll see what happens coming back with bigger and better things all the time mike a great job today you're back where are you going to next where when do you leave again In April, I'm going to be here for a little bit with you. About the next six weeks, I'll be here. And then in April, got UFC 300, which, again, I'm predicting Dana White's going to give us that main event. We've all been craving it. I think the Super Bowl is the right time to drop that announcement. Welcome back to Albuquerque, Micah. Everybody in Florida that I know said Micah Frankel's here, and when he's here, he's interviewing everybody. You know, I got to interview a lot of people. I did not get to interview Fat Joe. He was there. I saw him. I got all so close. Almost got to shake Tracy McGrady's hand. Yelled that big trust to Mark Ingram. He looked back and smiled. Uh, Didn't get close enough to Jason Pierre-Paul, but I did get to see the stars in Tampa. Everybody enjoyed tomorrow's game. I'm going to put
0: it on the line and say the 49ers win by 10. That's all I'm going to say. Michael, who do you have? Quickly. Going with Patrick Mahomes. Can't bet against him. Won't do that again. I'm going out, Micah, and I am going to get me the best chimichangas from all And whoever comes over, that's what you're getting. I want to thank Sal behind the glass. I want to thank Joe O'Neill. I want to thank Micah Frankel. Tell him quickly, Micah, where they can
1: find you. Website is CagedMinds.com. Cagemines Minds Combat Sports News on Facebook, YouTube, Cage Minds MMA Show. I want to thank Alyssa Ryan, Preston
0: John Michael. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and at Mike Adams 2.0. You're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017, The Team.